Hello guys, this is our Excusa. Welcome in Artificial Intelligence, Data Monetization and Data Analytics Podcast. I'm your host, our Excusa. I'm working as a consultant, so I relate on problems to solve and my uh, tool set is Machine Learning, Data Analytics and Structured Thinking. Today in this podcast, I would like to briefly discuss uh, situations that I actually spent quite a bit of time recently, which is how artificial intelligence, machine learning changed banking industry, how banks are currently leveraging AI to drive transformative changes in their operations. Those who already listened to my podcast, they know that I really, really care about case studies and something what is happening right now. I'm not that really focus on future of artificial intelligence so you can always be sure in my podcast there will be a lot about what's going on right now and i wanted to start with the bold thesis bold statement that according to the research that business insider did a couple years ago banking are going to save more money in middle office operations than front office and back office middle office operations is mostly anti-fraud and risk management. That's where banks are actually bringing the most possible savings and improvements. When it comes to front office, which is conversational banking or what we call customer centricity, that's also very important. Around $200 billion can be saved there um, in banks uh, uh, within next few years. I don't really care about those amounts that much, like the size of the change. So middle office is more than $200 billion, front office is around $200 billion of potential savings, but back office is only 31. So those numbers are telling us a lot. First of all, banks are not looking so much for like something that changes their back office. One of the reasons behind that is legislation and unclear rules. By the way, I want to mention that we have a frameworks that are very general, but they try to regulate, maybe not regulate, but kind of put frames on what banks can do. Um, OECD, for instance, with the headquarters in Paris, Paris or European Union rules like European Union AI Act, those are defining at least five to ten different areas of artificial intelligence development and those institutions are providing guidance of how that can be actually delivered the ai biased free fair can be delivered for instance oecd is asking for solutions, AI solutions that can be challenged by us customers. So there are frameworks, but the problem is, the challenge is that those frameworks are very general. So it's very hard for companies to um, interpret them or understand them very precisely. That's why we won't see a lot of changes in back office of banks, but we will see a lot of changes in anti-fraud and risk, and I'll tell you in a minute why, and you will see a lot of changes in conversational banking. One of the experience, one of the example, excuse me, you can already experience is Wells Fargo Bank, 
when you are a Wells Fargo, Wells Fargo mobile app user, when you log in, you can see a chat. Why is that? That's the first reason uh, that banks are going into conversational banking. It's it's obviously doing making our life convenient, but it's not the main point. The main point is to remove jobs that we need to do, automate those jobs so banks can save uh, on the uh, operational activities and we can cons we can meet we can face a lot of improvements. So imagine the simple situation when you want to check your account number and routing number. Before chat in Wells Fargo app, you need to log in and make sure that you click the specific box, which will give you a routing number. And then after putting a PIN number, you will get your account number. So those two important information for wiring and settling in money are visible after a couple clicks with chat, which is built in in your mobile web Wells Fargo app. The chat will do it for you. So from our perspective, the job is removed by the app. And from the bank perspective, uh, the solution is getting more information on the table in an automated way. So we spend less, for instance, resources of scrolling and moving around the app. Routing number and account number is only one example, pretty tiny one. But if we're talking about exporting PDFs, bank statements, checking your credit score, and things like that. For us, it's a lot of convenience, a lot of improvement, and for bank perspective, it's a lot of automation. So banks are definitely searching for solutions that can remove those jobs. And the good example is also Capital One Bank. If you visit the website, capitalone.com slash tech slash machine learning, you can learn how they, for instance, automate detection and diagnosis of app failure. That's another important thing, making our last life convenient, so making sure that the app always works. But when it comes to app failure, the Capital One can have uh, can monitor very interconnected systems of a lot of APIs, microservices, and databases. And then they, they can predict a lot what kind of things may, may cause the, the effects, or also siloed data. So, uh, it's true that when you have a silo data, automating the process and putting a prediction in place can give you a real-time failure detection and remedy, remedy, remediation platforms solutions. So that kind of things machine learning can help to do and also predict how often it can happen. So banks in the middle office and front office are investing heavily to get savings by removing a lot of jobs that we need to do manually or predicting what kind of actions or things can happen, um, especially when the data is siloed. Another thing that banks are actually talking, um, implementing a lot is, um, uh, is something that uh, can be called like business platforms and they focus on customer facing outcomes and enterprise platforms delivering specialized capabilities. One of the example uh, could be a company called North Standard that is an insurance company in United Kingdom. This company 
needs to have like data migration and software development in place. But the important thing is data cleaning and data migration so the system can be fully operated and improve cost management. That's very important also from the bank perspective because if you can, for instance, solve the API spaghetti problem, then you can also uh, make the anti-fraud solu anti solution working smoothly. How it's possible? So imagine you can uh, you want to track anti uh, you want to track possible frauds uh, through phone conversation, emailing the bank, and texting the bank over WhatsApp. Those three different ways of communicating with the bank, like omni-channel, needs to be integrated in one possible source of data so we can track frauds on the, all these elements, all these platforms. So that requires integration. So business platforms focusing on customer-facing outcomes needs to consider data points coming from very different environments because Conversation on a WhatsApp, it's something different than conversation on a phone and vice versa. So banks need to get there too. And speaking about this uh, regular, uh, regulatory authorities, I was mentioning the OECD and European Union, and now I want to also brought to the table um, Euro United States situation when executive order, orders of President Joe Biden office were released to have like different... AI watchdogs in different states and um, federal offices and things like that. So we have a very we have a lot of friction in this kind of um, uh, uh, in this kind of area. So banks will never take too much risk. So we won't see a lot of uh, changes AI power changes in back office because if somebody is going to implement like different way of withdrawing or deposit clearing. And eventually it will end up that it's not legally bonding or it's very it's 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 questionable if that operations are legal legal the banks will need to undo the investments that's why we'll see in banking ai ml investments a lot of customer facing problems which are low risk and they can still improve our life and bring test cost saving that's why middle office and front office are the most popular elements in a revolutionizing banking industry. I, I want to also mention about another thing that is actually a great case study brought by HSBC. By the way, if you want to follow me, I publish videos and posts on LinkedIn, so you can find me there too. And um, those who listen to my podcast already know that I am a person that publish and care about a lot of case studies, so real examples of leveraging AI ML, not really like a theory or futural, a futurologist stuff. So if you wanna learn every, every couple of days from me on LinkedIn, feel free to follow. So, but coming back to the topic is like what banks are doing. Uh, the great example is HS, HSBC partnership with the AI startup, ISD. The ISD is an anti-money laundering solution based on machine learning. And the great thing is that they run a pilot, like a proof of concept for HP, HSBC. Obviously, a pilot is something different than proof of concept, and proof of concept is something different than proof of technology. But, but let's say it's pilot slash proof of concept. 
In a pilot of ISD's technology, HBCT witnessed a 20% reduction in the number of investigations while maintaining the same level of the control, which means that you don't need to invest resources in a control layer to get the 20% less possible frauds. That's very important because banks are actually bringing a lot of savings in that area. And also by automating the investigations, SBC aims to reduce risk associated with money laundering activities. And that's also very important from their perspective. And here I would love to mention a very incredible example, which is Lemonade. Lemonade is an insurance company that brings a lot of innovation to the space. And the 4th of June, 2023, Lemonade has broken a world record by settling an insurance claim within two seconds by using AI and machine learning. That's absolutely, absolutely fantastic. And through the propriety claims resolution system, Lemonade has managed to settle a insurance claim in just two seconds. And that's how AI Jim Lemonade chatbot, assess the claim and check the policy conditions, then went to on the platform um, and went on to perform dozens of anti-fraud algorithms and then approve the claim. The chatbot sent the payment instructions to the bank and informed the policy holder that the claim had been accepted. This is very incredible achievement by artificial intelligence in very regulated space, which is insurance. So why this is so important because we can see a lot of changes in front office middle office and banks are saving tons of money At the same time they drive a lot of innovation in this space so what's the lesson for us uh, first of all I would love to mention the McKinsey research that is actually proving that generative AI could create additional value potential above what could be unlocked by other AI analytics. What I mean by that is what we see, it's a tip of the iceberg. So for instance, if you want to add chat GPT or generative AI solutions into your processes, and for instance, set up the ch uh, chatbot that can conduct claims like Lemonade did, uh, I mean, I'm not saying the Lemonade did what they generated AI because they do, did it differently. But I want to say, like, if you want to achieve similar results through generative AI, we need to remember that a, more than 60% uh, of the results rely on advanced analytics at traditional machine learning and deep learning, which means you need to have data in place. And uh, data in place, what I mean that, by that, that data needs to be good enough quality, uh, which basically um, is connected to data governance framework. So if you don't have data governance framework in place, like for instance, accuracy, completeness, consistency, timeless validity, and uniqueness of data, you will be facing a lot of troubles introducing traditional machine learning. And traditional machine learning is only a second layer to use a generative AI, which can, which can only work on top of that. Across the banking industry, the technology could deliver value equal to 
additional 200 to 400 billion dollars doesn't matter how big is amount is a huge amount annually if the use cases are fully implemented you cannot implement the use case fully if your data analytics and data governance is not in place because you can only be generative ai or other solutions powered by ai if there is a traditional machine learning and data governments in place 15 to 40 percent of value will be flowing to you from generative ai but the rest depends on traditional analytics and traditional machine learning so that's very important lesson from what that the banking industry is facing right now even considering the regulatory frameworks regulatory frameworks oecd european union joe president joe biden executive research uh, orders and other local like local i mean state based solutions are in place but they are not enough and uh, they are not very precise so make sure that you are not working a lot in the back office because there is so much to get value with the lower risk from the front office and middle office but then traditional machine learning and data analytics needs to be in place last thing i want to mention right now is what can what how we can address the challenges for successful ai implementation couple points strategic planning so developing a comprehensive ai strategy so for instance what kind of area we want to improve like for instance we want to improve anti-fraud anti-fraud solutions or um, uh, removing specific jobs to be done from a customer's plate that strategy helps you to define then modernization of the core system which is around investing and replacing the legacy core systems you cannot do a lot if you steal a legacy system without uh, migration to cloud and having a data governance in place which i mentioned before which is a third point standardized ai processes like develop standardized processes like lemonade they measure the operation efficiency by time so conducting a claim in less than a two seconds it's actually uh, something they measure their success by then implementing agile organizational structure promote experimentation which i talk about in the previous episodes a lot and then change management and proper software development so i know those top points are general and we could spend like another 10 episodes on that but i just want to make sure that i give you a little bit of the condensed rules what should be in place to make sure that this 40 percent more of operational um, uh, efficiency can be introduced to your business from generative ai because if you want to get it you need to have uh foundations in place thank you so much if you like this podcast please subscribe if there's space for improvement please give me a comment i'm so happy to be with you today my name is Arik kuza i'm working as a consultant solving business problems with machine learning, data analytics, and structure focus. Have a great day and thank you. Bye-bye.